Hello there. I'm so excited to share with you something I've been working on for such a long time. I hope you guys are ready to hear something so beautiful. I searched the internet to see if I could find that this was already on there and it was not. So I have been working and uh, gleaning information from all over so I can share this with you. So Settle in and we're going to really, you're going to love this. I just know it. If you're new to the channel, my name is Red Pill the World or Melissa, either way. And um, we look at what is going on in the world today in the light of God's word. And we are living in the most amazing day. We are so blessed to live in this day. I know it's been <laughs> crazy, but it's, you're going to see, especially after you've watched the video today, that this is really the great day of the Lord and you're going to be so excited you saw this video um, I first thing I wanted to first I wanted to show you guys is this picture right here do not freak out <laughs> do not freak out stick with me through this video and you're going to see that it's um not, nothing is scary okay and um the first thing I, I wanted to show you guys is i did a video that this one here the cataclysmic vault find it's got 444,000 views and i found out about this information that the ark of the covenant had been found and i did this video on it and um just it's really so exciting the lord had promised that all these things that were hidden will be revealed this is the great day of revelation and for those of you who are new don't be afraid of that don't let that scare you let that encourage you that uh, what has been hidden is being exposed and the Lord is going to root it out and clean it out so our world can be a place that we can be at peace and um, have a great world. So um, if you haven't seen that video, definitely go on and check that one out. I think you'll, that's another one that'll uh, really knock your socks off. I think this one could potentially be a uh, <laughs> one to knock the socks off too. Um, the Lord has promised this in Genesis 1:14. He said, "Let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years." So, um, I want you to first of all know we're going to talk about the stars, what the Lord put in the heavens for us, as it says in Genesis 1:14, he put them there for us. The wise men knew about them and that's how they knew when our Lord Jesus was being born. And so we can follow the information that he has given to us in the Maseroth. I'm not going to really call it a Zodiac because that has so many connotations for horoscopes and that type of thing. But he's put this information in the heavens above us as a beautiful picture book and but we need to know how to read it right and so that's what we're going to learn how to do today i don't want to be like one of those ones in uh, in bethlehem with the lord jesus being born maybe next door and i just sleep right through it right so i want to know what he is doing and he's put these for us um i do not believe in horoscopes i do not follow the stars in that I believe they have any control over my life or I'm looking at them to be a, a 
a magical way to, to know the future. I believe the Lord did, did though put these here for us for signs. Okay. There's a huge difference in that. I've had people tell me, Oh, talk to the star. I'm not talking to the stars. I'm not. I talk to the Lord. I listen to his word and, and have, that's what all I'm going to do. So he said in Psalm 147 verse four, that he counts the stars and calls them all by name. This was way, 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 way back to you know, Enoch time that the Lord gave them the names of every one of the stars. And that's how we know the, what each constellation is, what each grouping of stars represents is because of the names of each of the stars. And so I'm not going to take the time on this video to go into each one of them because it will be so long, uh, but I am going to basically tell it like in a storybook. Um, I've been gleaning from different places and you can, you can learn the stories, uh, but I want it to be very very personal, not just like a lecture here at all. I want you to see the beautiful things that the Lord put in the heavens. For example, just one example, here is Aries, and this is no doubt a lamb, okay, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That gives you an example right there of what you're going to see in this beautiful picture book story that I'm going to be telling you, and that is that is our Lord Jesus, and, and it's a, just a beautiful picture, but you would never even know except that each of the stars that make up that constellation identifies that group of stars as the Lamb of God. Isn't that amazing? All right, so we're going to hear, I'm just going to show you, don't let this freak you out because I know for years I did not want to look at the stars. And even now when I look at stuff, I'm like, really people, they just you know, take it completely out of context and are using it for the wrong purposes. But anyway, we can, we don't want to let their um, using it for evil rob us of what the Lord has planned for us. Okay. Let's not let them steal. They've stolen enough from us. Don't let them steal this from us too. So if you notice there are 12, there are, we're going to do it in three groups of four and we're going to start right here with Virgo. And some people say, and I think this is likely right that it starts there and the end of the book goes all the way around and ends up back at Leo. Okay. So they call this the alpha and Leo as the omega. So from the beginning to the end. So let's get started on Virgo. I want to just pretty much go through this pretty quickly if I can. So this video isn't too terribly long because I could talk forever on all these wonderful things, but there are other videos. There's a series called gospel in the stars. It's on this, uh, on a playlist on this channel and you can look at more detail and, um, another one, the, and look at the biblical astronomy playlist and you'll really like it. All right. So Virgo, who is that? That is us. That is the church. That is the bride of the Lord. This is, this is his people. And so this, um, the, that our Lord Jesus would be born of a woman of the seed of a woman, which is an interesting thing to think of. Cause you normally think of the male having the seed, but there, if you, in her hand, you'll see, she's got, she's got seeds in her hand. And so this is telling the story that the savior was going to be born of a woman and each one of the uh, major constellations, um, that we know of the, of the 12 in the, in the Maseroth or the Zodiac is, has 
deacons, has companions, okay? And so this one, for example, right here has three. And so one is coma. So if you notice here, coma is holding a baby. So it lets you know this young child is going to grow up to be a man. So it's going to be born of the woman. It's going to, it's the, going to grow up. And then it's going to be, um, as an adult, interestingly enough, it's got, it's a centaur. That's so strange to us, right? We're just, uh, it can reminds us of like Greek mythology. Every other culture, every other time period has known the stars because they didn't have lights. They saw the stars. They were familiar with the stars. That was their GPS. They knew these things. We have not uh, become familiar with it. So this has been lost a lot in our generation to most people um, as far as really identifying the stars. And so <laughs> the skies are so filled with uh, clouds so many times that we can't see them. But the centaur is representative of the God man. He is both, he's a, he has dual natures. He's both God and man. Isn't that cool? Isn't that amazing? Right. Um, and then the, the next one is um, Arcturus or uh, Boots. I'm hopefully I'm saying these names right, but he is the great um, conqueror, the great one. So I'll read this one little bit to you over on the right. This opening constellation of Virgo with her three companion constellations tells quite a story. First, a virgin is carrying her own seed, hence the seed of a woman. She bears the branch, the Messiah, who is king and servant, God and man. He comes as a child who will grow strong in his dual nature until the God-man becomes the despised and rejected of men and our sin offering. Then although he was pierced for our transgressions, he will come again to rule and reign, subduing his enemies, trading them underfoot. So think of this as a book with 12 chapters. This first chapter tells quite the story, right? It's starts with the bang of this opening of of the there's going to be a, a the savior will be born of a woman and we know that this is true this has all come out in uh, over time that we've seen this storybook playing out so the next one oh i want you to see here is the woman i did this in stellarium stellarium.org you can download an online planetarium and learn how to use it and then you'll see that just below her feet there's libra and then there is Scorpio. Okay, so let's go to Libra. Let's go to the next one. All right, so this is a very weird picture of Libra, but basically this is scale. So what is always chasing poor Virgo down is the scales, the scales of justice that each of us has sinned and we know that justice is it going to be meted out on us because we have all failed and we've all deserved to, to, to be, to bear the punishment of the things that we've done wrong. So Libra is the scales of justice that just bear down on us. And if you notice in the night sky, they go across at the night. If you sit out there, if you pretend like you're a shepherd and you go outside, you'll see that this is all moving across the sky. So it's, following her. No, you can't get, she can't get away from justice and neither can we. Okay. But along with Libra is, oh, this is actually in Stellarium. This is actually what it looks like. I think that's a better picture of what um, the scales of justice look like. That makes it make more sense to me. So her companions, this is so cool. Her companions are crooks, which is another word for cross. Isn't that something? Even back then, even at the very beginning, when the Lord put these signs in the heavens for us, the, the cross was there showing that this was going to be the way that he was going to resolve the problem that we have with 
the with justice with you know we don't we don't really want justice in one sense because justice if it will if it's meted out then we'll be we'll all have to pay uh, an eternal price but our lord jesus says i will pay that price for you on the cross so that justice can be served and that the scales can be uh uh uh, evened out so that your debt is paid, your sin is covered. And that's a beautiful, you've got to watch the whole videos talking about all the, the meanings of each of the stars because it shows about that price deficient that we owed for our sins and how our Lord Jesus completely paid for each of our sins. Isn't that amazing? So lupus is the slain victim that he said, I will willingly take this cross. I will willingly do this. I will lay it down of my own volition, of my own free will. And that there's the crown. Corona is a word for crown. And so that Jesus deserves the crown, as it says in Philippians chapter two, that um, that he willingly went to the cross and therefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every tongue will confess that uh, every knee will bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and those under the earth and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. So the crown is, is one of Libra's um, companions, the cross and the crown and showing the, the victim, right? Uh, isn't that amazing? All right. So that is the second one of, uh, of this section of four. Now the next one is Scorpio. He's not one of our favorite ones. He is also chasing poor Virgo uh, down the way. If you notice back here, she's being chased. So between, um, you know, here's Virgo and then there's Libra, the scales of justice, and then Scorpio's hot on her trail. Also, she is being chased by this death. It basically represents the sting of death. This, we know a scorpion is not... <laughs> It's not going to be a helpful little, no one has, well, has that for a, a pet, right? Um, a scorpion is very dangerous. And so this is in the, in the heart of this, call it heart, uh, the scorpion is this yellow, nasty looking star called a crab. And so it's just noticing, it's about how evil this heart is. And so that he is wanting to chase us down. Now, Virgo has two problems. We've got the problem with that we all deserve to, to, you know, to be punished because of our sin. And number two, that the enemy is chasing us to destroy us. That as the Bible says, the thief comes to kill and steal and destroy. And then death is chasing us down. So we've got several enemies and the great news about this beautiful sign that this beautiful picture book in the heavens is that the Lord Jesus is the one who can solve all of this. Yay. Isn't that great? So, but, but Scorpio is the destroyer, the sting of death a crab in the heart of Scorpio down here. Ophiuchus, okay, so now let's go on to Ophiuchus. Here is Ophiuchus right there just above Scorpio. And Ophiuchus is the great serpent wrestler. He is wrestling this snake and look how long this snake is. He is, it's just wanting to wind around him, but he is wrestling this thing. And when you go out in the night sky and you, that was the first one that I finally saw was, was Scorpio. And then I realized just above Scorpio was Ophiuchus. And I could see that long winding snake. And it was just so amazing to get to see that. So he is our, represents our Lord Jesus, that he is the one who can wrestle this serpent. We cannot, we don't have the ability to do that in and of ourselves, but our Lord Jesus gives 
gives us the power to do it. So isn't that a great deacon right there with, um, with Scorpio, that it's that our enemies, he is able to wrestle them. And look at that Corona Borealis. So that deacon from the last one, from Libra, the enemy snake, the serpent, is trying to get to that crown, but Ophiuchus is not allowing him to get to it. He All throughout eternity, he's trying, but he cannot get to it. Isn't that interesting that the head of the serpent is a triangle? Isn't that something? Doesn't that make sense that we would have, uh, that would be uh, the symbol for them? Notice that our mighty vanquisher goes to battle with the serpent. He is brought to one knee in this conflict as if he'd been struck by, this, by Scorpio on the heel, yet holding up his victorious club as if to subdue all his enemies and planting his foot on the head of the serpent. Isn't that great? Just like from Genesis 3.15, you, the serpent, shall bruise his heel, and he, the seed of the woman, shall bruise your head. It's all written in the stars. Isn't this amazing? Hercules, the champion, he's down, but not out, right? And he, he's still got that club. Even though he's been hurt, he still is going to be fighting for us. Isn't this amazing? I just... I'm just amazed that the Lord put this there and I've missed it for so, so long. So now the next one, let's keep going. This is the fourth one in this section. This, so this, this will complete this, this first third. Okay. So the, these are, this one is Sagittarius. He is the archer and he is going to triumph over the enemy. So all these enemies are chasing us, but look who is chasing them. Isn't this great? So Sagittarius is chasing Scorpio and Libra. So he is going to put that arrow right through the heart of our enemy. Yay. So that we will be able to be set free. And he does that on our, in our personal lives as we surrender to him and he changes our lives and, and we're set free from these things that have, have bothered us and have caused us all this um, anguish. But we're talking about on a large scale right now that the Lord is coming to set the whole world free. Isn't this wonderful? All right. So you're ready to talk about what are there? What's a Sagittarius's uh, deacons? He is uh, Sagittarius again. He's a chief centaur, the God man. So he's got the dual nature, right? He's got the half, you know, the man, horse, whatever, whatever is, is the God man, our Lord Jesus. And he alone has the arrow to do this, job. Okay. None of us can defeat Satan except our Lord Jesus because of his work on the cross. Look at this in Psalm 664. Uh, God will shoot them with arrows. Suddenly they will be struck down. He will turn their own tongues against them and bring them to ruin. All who see them will shake their heads in scorn. All mankind will fear. They will proclaim the works of God and ponder what he has done. Let the righteous rejoice in the Lord and take refuge in him. Let all the upright in heart praise him. That's what's happening, guys. Uh, soon when all of this is resolved and the enemy is, is cast out, this whole new world order is defeated and that we had the world set right as and as we know from the the uh, that this is the beginning of the millennial reign of Christ when we have that that uh, all will know the lord from the least to the greatest that their nation will not rise against nation neither will they learn war anymore when all these things are set right we are all going to just it's just ponder what he has done it's just going to be so wonderful to to uh, 
just sit back and look once this is all finished. Um, let the righteous rejoice in the Lord and take refuge in him. Let all the upright in heart praise him. All right. So that is the first third. Oh, did I tell you the? Oh, I didn't tell you the one. Okay. The era. Okay. This is, these are the companions. Okay. One is the lyra, the harp. Okay. Um, so think of that as our worship and our praise that our part is not to defeat the enemy. We can do that. It's not, you know, that's a, that's our Lord Jesus. We stand with him and behind him and, and we fight alongside him, but without him, we can do nothing as it says. So the, the harp that is our praise as we give him thanks and we give him praise, then that is uh, that is our role in this battle. And also the the altar and this is way far down in the southern sky you'll see the altar so the the harp is in this is in the northern sky near the north star and then the altar is near is in the southern sky and it's where there's the consuming fire prepared for his enemies and this is written in the stars it's going to happen i see people all the time oh that's not going to happen that's not going to happen this is written in the stars. This is written in God's word and there's nothing that can change it. Nothing as, as Q says, nothing will stop this. If you're new to the channel and you don't know about Q, you've got to go check out hashtag QAnon because we are in QMAP.pub because that's what we're uh, seeing is uh, this great day of the Lord when, when um, we're being part of this Q army. And this is the great army of the Lord and we're, we're destroying this, the works of the evil ones. All right. So the other one, the other um, companion is Draco. So Draco is right up there next to the North star and he wants to rule the world, but he's not going to get to anymore. He's been doing a lot of damage, but he is being cast down and he has been cast down, but even more, he'll be cast into the pit and no longer to hurt. All right. So that is the first third right there. The first third is, um, Virgo is the precious bride of Christ. She is under two condemnations, guilt of sin and the pursuit of the enemy and death. But Christ Sagittarius came forth from the Virgin to bear her punishment on the, on the scales of justice, Libra, crushing the head of the serpent, going forth to conquer as the offering slain, to rescue her from Scorpio's death and to stop the serpent, serpent from ruling the earth. So how you like that part? Isn't this amazing? Isn't this wonderful? Okay, so now let's go on to the second third. We're going to the next four constellations, okay? And this is the story told in the heavens so far, bringing us to the one who procured our blessings and pours forth living waters. So we can have this happen for us judicially and where Satan is 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 destroyed, but we need more, right? We, we're standing in need all the time. So let's go to the next one. Capricornus. He is a fish goat. Isn't that a funny creature? You have can't even imagine a fish goat. What do you mean? This is the atonement that was slain for the redeemed. So this is where the goat was sacrificed. Okay. But if you notice on the, on his tail, he has a tail, but he's, it's, it's like a fish. So he is, uh, uh, imagine like a, like a porpoise, whatever that leaps in the air and rises again. Okay. So this is indicative of the resurrection that even though he was killed he rose from the dead and he rises to and also to give us new life that even though we die to sin that we rise to walk a new life isn't this beautiful so 
um, he's the dying goat, but, and while the falling eagle is also dying. So let me show you those. This is the, these are the companions. He has an eagle for a friend. Okay. Isn't that great that there's an eagle and we have, we in America have as, as, you know, uh, as an eagle, we have fallen and, uh, we didn't understand what was going on in our country. It had been so much of it hadn't been hidden from us. But um, anyway, so this is a picture in the sky of this eagle. The eagle is is struck by that sajita. A sajita is an arrow. So it was sent actually by the Lord, as it says, it pro it, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. And so he was um, smitten of God and afflicted with this arrow. And he, he, he fell into the earth. And as it said um, that, you know, it, it, uh, it was necessary for him to fall into the earth, for him to be able to, to rise and to bring others along with him. So um, I just love that, co that, uh, that companion for Capricornus. And then Delphinus is the dolphin. So again, this idea of, even though there was this this death, this suffering, that there's a rising again. Isn't that awesome? So that's Capricornus. So let me finish reading over here on the right. All this um, from an arrow sent forth of God, but to complete the story, we need Delphinus for Christ, for Jesus died, but rose again. The Bible says for Jesus was buried and then he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures, first Corinthians chapter 15, four, apparently it is, it not only says it in the scriptures, but also in the heavens, right? Isn't that great? All right, so those Sajita, Aquila, Falling in Death, and Delphinus. All right, so that's the next one. Now let's move on. Um, here it is actually from the Stellarium program. You'll see, you see there what the, the star pattern looks like, the dot to dot in the heavens. And there's Delphinus right there, and then Sajita is a little arrow just above uh, like it's shot right through the the um, right through the uh, the eagle. All right, here we go. Let's go to Aquarius. Oh, I love it. Now, um, remember, you'll have to remember the song, right? This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. This is the day when the spirit of God is being poured out on all flesh. It's just a beautiful picture in the heavens. But as far as the um, this one here, it says it's a water bearer bringing a never-ending flow of living water, pouring forth the blessing of the living water for the redeemed. And that is us. We continually need his living water poured into us so that we'll have the strength to do what he's called us to do because of our own strength. We'll, we, we, we leak, <laughs> we're a leaky bucket and it just pours out of us, but he keeps filling us and with his life and his courage and his joy and all of that. So um, look right here at the, at the water that he's pouring out. There's a fish and that's us. And we're just gobbling, gobbling, gobbling that water up. Isn't that great? It's also called, it's called Fumble Halt. It's called Southern Fish, Pisces Astralis. Okay. Uh, fish drinking then the blessings. Those who drink regular water will thirst again, but those who drink the water from our beloved Lord Jesus shall never thirst. Isn't that great? This is exactly what the Lord has in his word. Isn't it amazing? All right. So let's go to their, the, his deacons, his um, companions. We've got Pegasus. You've heard of Pegasus. There it is right there in the heaven. It's a really big um, uh, constellation as well as Cygnus. Cygnus is actually pretty easy to identify. It's, it's uh, kind of like the shape like the eagle with a you know, big, long, um, big giant T in the sky. 
kind of like that. Um, anyway, check it out on Stellarium.org. I think you'll really like that to download that planetarium so you can identify these constellations. So Pegasus, the, the picture you get on Pegasus is that he's racing and he, he finishes his work and then he flies off to heaven and then he's coming back. He's galloping back. How many of the movies do we have where the, 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 the stallion comes back, right? On a, on a, a white horse, you know. Um, Cygnus is returning swiftly. Glorious, shining one, swooping down, flying back. Like, as our Lord Jesus said, I'm going to go, but I'm going to come back. So Aquarius tells of the blessings being poured out on the blessed of his quick return. And you have the rivers of blessings and of the earth being blessed by the glorious shining one. Isn't that the truth? The only blessings we have in this world are because of our Lord Jesus and him pouring out his blessings on this world. The Bible says that, that he will pour out his spirit on all flesh, that the young will see visions, the old will dream dreams. It, it's just it's just going to be remarkable to see. And we're already seeing that. That's really what the Great Awakening is about, is that, is that everyone's awakening. They're starting to realize what the truth is and what's been going on. And there's, they're starting to be, have the courage to rise up into these positions of authority. It's, it's, it's absolutely remarkable. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius, the day of God's spirit being poured out on all flesh. That brings us halfway. We're at the halfway mark, so we've done six of 12. We're halfway through the, uh, the heavens and the story that goes out to all the earth, but where there is no speech or language where it is not heard. That's in Psalm 19. There's no place where you don't, on the earth that you don't see this beautiful picture book in the heavens. You see it everywhere. Those who drink regular water will thirst again, but those who drink the water from our beloved Lord Jesus never thirst. Isn't that great? All right. So now let's move on to number seven. Let's go to this, the second six. Pisces. Pisces is, are the two fish, the redeemed, blessed, though they are bound. If you notice, they are, they have this cord attached to them, right? This, this, they're chained. And that's another thing that we see continuing throughout the, um, the, 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 the little, the names of the stars that they're chained. So, but one of the fish is, represents the, the original family, which is Israel, uh, the Jewish family of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then the second fish represents the church. So these are two, but they are bound together. Now they're not swimming actually in the same direction. And that has been what we've seen. We haven't necessarily always uh, been swimming in the same direction. But we are trying to get away from this sea monster. Now, it's, you don't see it on this picture, but, but what they're chained to is this Cetus, the sea monster. If you remember this, the Clash of the Titans, that was that huge sea monster, right, that was coming after Andromeda. They are attached to him, and, and he's trying to drag them into the bottom of the sea, and they're trying to get away from him. And, you know, one is maybe trying harder than the other or whatever, but they're, they're struggling, and they just can't get away. So anyway, so keep that, that, those chains in mind because I want to show you what Aries does there. But first of all, I want to show you the, 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 um, the, the uh, deacons, 
four Pisces, and one is Andromeda. Again, going back to the Clash of the Titans, Andromeda is the chained woman. She's chained again with the chains that we cannot get away from this beast. We keep trying to figure out how do we stop these evil ones? How do we do it? And now we're starting to see that the Lord Jesus is setting the world free. All of a sudden, we're not going to have nuclear war. We're, people are being set free in Venezuela. I mean, just on and on and on. We're starting to see that this truth is coming out and and the and the the justice is being put back into place and in the world it's just the most amazing thing but for so long and even still we're still somewhat still chained because we just we uh, we still have the chemtrails and all these other things that are happening to us but soon we'll be completely set free it's just going to be so wonderful but yeah in this picture she's chained and cetus is coming after her right and we still are experiencing that and she's held captive and she's oppressed but she will be set free by her king cepheus is the king in the heavens way up by the the north star remember i was saying that um that uh, the draco the dragon is up by the north star so is cepheus the king he's up by the north star and so he is knowing what's going on and he is coming to rescue her and as our lord jesus told us he said i will be back and then Pegasus, just like Pegasus, I will be back. But you've got to do your the, the job of bringing your pe the people uh, to know me all throughout the world. And then I will come back. He says, at the end of the age, at the end of the age of Pisces. I'm, I'm glad I thought about that. Pisces is, we've been in the church age, the age of Pisces. And now we're moving into the age of Aquarius. Um, and before that, we were in the age of, of Aries. Aries, uh, each age is 2,000 years. So there's been 2,000 years since our Lord Jesus uh, left, okay? And then before that, that 2,000 years before that was when Abraham was looking up in the heavens. He said, look and, and see if you can count the stars, and you'll have that, many, have that many kids. And so that was when it was the dawning of the age of Aries, and again, back to Aries. And before that was the age of Taurus. So this is Aries. Again, as I was saying before, this represents the Lamb of God. And there was a special sign of the blood moon on the day that our Lord Jesus was crucified right in the middle of, uh, of, um, of Aries. So look at the him with his, uh, the lamb with his arm and chain over the chains. And it's interesting. It, I don't know if it's because he's saying, I'm going to, to stop. I think it's probably both that he's going to stop uh, us being chained. He certainly is, but it's also that he is also bears our chains along with us, that he came and he says, I will suffer in this earth along with you, that you will know that I, that I know everything you've experienced. I know what it's about. I, you know, we, we know as the word of God says that he is in, he's, he was in, um, was tempted in all points as we are yet without sin, that he has suffered. He's a man of suffering and acquainted with grief. So he knows everything that we experience. So isn't that a beautiful picture right there in the heavens that he's right there with us every day. So what are the companions of Aries? Well, it's Cassiopeia or Cassiopeia. I don't know how to say it, but up 
right next to Cepheus, the king, is this other throne. Right next to his throne is her throne. She is now enthroned in the heavens that, yes, she was chained. Yes, she had all these things, these problems that she had to, uh, and afflictions. But now in the heavens, she's seated right beside him. He says, come and sit at my right hand. Isn't that great that we will be right there and, and rule and reign with him as he told us, as he promised that she was delivered and prepared for her husband. Isn't that awesome? So there's Cetus, the sea monster, that he is the one that is chaining the, the fish, right? So that's another one of the, of the, um, the uh, companions for Aries. And the other one is one of my favorites, and that's Perseus. Perseus is the one who comes and swoops down at the last very minute and rescues uh, um, uh, Andromeda. Isn't that great? And so Perseus is the one, if you notice, he is holding the head of Medusa. Remember like from Greek mythology and, and from the Clash of the Titans, and he holds it up to the, to the Cetus, the sea monster, and the sea monster turns into stone, and just his power is broken. Um, so yeah, in the last very moment, he comes. And so they, they put it as Medusa's head, but it's really just this the evil spirits and it's just just breaking this power of this evil in this world isn't that great so yes uh, the whole point of Aries is that he is worthy uh, he's the lamb slain before the foundation of the world look here it says the lamb slain for us to set things right Al Sheraton in the funny Sheraton means bruised or wounded that is why 10,000 times 10,000 gather around his throne and sing worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and honor and strength and glory and blessing. Revelation chapter five. Cassiopeia means the church once held captive, now redeemed and throned as queen with her redeemer. The satyr, this one of the main stars there means freed. And she again is holding this branch. She always is holding this, this seed, recognizing that he, she's not there of her own uh, doing, but because of of our Lord Jesus, right? Isn't that great? Perseus is, he means breaker of chains. This, the deliverer who carries her away. Yay. Micah 2, uh, uh, chapter, chapter 2, verse 1, it means he delivers Andromeda. Um, it's like in the Clash of the Titans and carries her away. All right. So then Cetus is the sea monster and he will be bound Talk about the chains. He's going to have those chains. He will be bound for a thousand years. So the summary of the second third is uh, the second third of the, uh, the three constellation uh, groups of constellations is this. This is the summary. Capricornus is the sacrifice rising from the dead. That was the one, the, the fish goat, right? Rising from the dead. And then Aquarius is pouring out the blessing on the believers. And then Pisces is the church struggling to be free from Cetus and, uh, and to multiply believers on the earth. And then Aries is the fulfillment of the promise to rescue his people. All right, here we go, guys. The next one, this is the last third. This is where I believe we are at. We're at this stage where we are ready for the return of Christ to rule 
the world. I believe that's what we're seeing is all these, these uh, chains are being broken in our day because he is coming to rule the world. And I have another video from uh, the sign in the book of Revelation chapter, uh, chapter 12, where it talks about the woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and with 12 stars on her head. And she was in labor to be delivered. That is Virgo. And so that sign we saw on September 23rd, 2017. And it shows us that this is the great day of the Lord. And let's look at what it's going to look like. What do we expect to see? We've always thought, well, oh, we'll see him in the sky, but what is going to happen and these verses right here will tell you what to expect to see when he returns so it starts with the first one in the last four constellations is Taurus the bull represents uh, Ephraim and Manasseh two horns of Taurus Ephraim and Manasseh are the two youth uh, the two children of uh, of Joseph the great the great young man Joseph all right so Taurus is the return it represents based on all the stars it represents the return of our redeemer the one the redeemer is the one who buys us back from Satan Satan says they belong to me now because they've sinned they've come into my camp and Jesus says I'm I pay for them with my blood and I'm redeeming them I'm taking them back and he is going to destroy the wicked look at this in Malachi 4 behold the day cometh it burns as a furnace and all the proud and all the work all the work wickedness shall be stubble in other words just crumble in, 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 into dust and the day that comes shall burn them up says the Lord of hosts then it shall leave them neither root nor branch they will have nothing nothing isn't that what we're seeing you guys isn't that what we're seeing in um, in just the, the, the seized assets if you don't know about that definitely go to qmap.pub because we've got thousands of pages of seized assets. I, mean, I don't even know how many pages. We've got thousands of CEOs. I know 6,500 CEOs have been removed. We've got 77,000 uh, sealed federal indictments, everything that they've had. Like El Chapo, he has nothing now. He's in prison. He'll never see the light of the day. All these who've been doing this evil are being just vanquished, right? But unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings and you shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall and you shall tread down the wicked for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I do this, says the Lord. They are under our feet, you guys. We are crushing them because of our Lord Jesus. Within the heart of the bull, this, and I, yes, let's see. Here it is right here within the heart of the bull. And some people say it's, um, on his back, but I like to think of it in his heart is Pleiades. Pleiades is a cluster of stars known as the seven sisters. Their name means the congregation of the judge or the root of the ruler. So this is, this is us in his heart. And interestingly enough, there was a, there was a, um, remember, do you remember the, um, the, uh, the, the star, um, not the star, the, the comet was it a comet? I think went into the heavens in December, and it went right through the heart of Taurus the bull, right there, as if he's saying, "It is time to save my kids." Isn't this wonderful? There's another group of stars located in the face of the bull named Hades. So Pleiades and Hades, which means them right in here, and it means the congregated. Isn't that great? So he's coming on a rampage to destroy the works of evil. 
You don't come in with a bunny rabbit. <laughs> you come in with a bull. And the red bull, that red eye, you can see this one in the heavens, and he is not happy. And it says, with fire in his eyes and with a sword in his mouth to cut down the wicked. Isn't that great? So the, the companions for Taurus are Orion. I love Orion. That is probably the easiest one to identify. It has those three stars in the belt that I, that actually match the pyramid. So everyone in all, you know, that's the great, um, I have a video on the, the pyramid. If you want to check that one out, it's really so cool because you see, this was a sign that the Lord put on the earth for us. It was a witness for us. Now all the other great wonders of the earth have been destroyed, but this is the one that has remained and those identify uh, they match exactly with Orion in the heavens. Isn't that so terrific? So Orion is the coming Prince of Peace. Isn't that a great name? That, see, each one of the constellations that meant that represents him, it's in one of his different capacities. So in this uh, in this constellation, um, in this chapter, it has Orion, which is the one who's breaking forth with light. He's the he's the glorious one. He's the uh, the Prince of Peace, the strong one, the hero, the giant. Um, and he's got the lion's pelt on his arm, and and he's got his um, his foot uh, crushing, uh, I think it's a hair. Anyway, so he is the um, he is the coming Prince of Peace, and he's walking on the river. Eridanus? I don't know if I'm saying that exactly right, but he is walking on water. And that's what caused the Greeks to go, wait, when Lord Jesus was walking on water, they're like, oh, he must be the great Orion that we've all been waiting for this coming Prince of Peace. Um, and, and that river is a, it's a river of God's wrath, of his judgment, his justice against the enemies. So they knew they better get right because he was coming to judge the enemies. Uh, and then Auriga is the great shepherd. Our Lord Jesus is the great shepherd. Listen to Isaiah chapter 40. It, Behold, the Lord will come as a mighty one and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs in his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead them. Isn't that beautiful? So notice here, he's got a little lamb in his arms and uh, this is actually a little goat. He is a shepherd. He's taking care of of the of his people that's us so it's uh if you notice that little goat is looking down at taurus going what are you doing as he looks so scared so jesus has uh he has anger toward his enemies but we don't have to be afraid because he is also our good shepherd and he is going to protect us isn't that terrific all right so the next one is gemini um i could talk more about taurus but i'm going to keep moving gemini this is so great and it's not said is that's not how we say it it's called gemini like you know oh by gemini whatever they used to say it in the old days um so that's actually how you say it if you look in the heavens you'll see these bright stars that represent uh that right on the face of uh of this one and that you'll see one is a one is castor and one is pollux yeah those names might sound familiar to you if you have read about uh Paul in the book of Acts and the ship that he was on, the name of the ship was called Castor and Pollux. Again, these people knew the stars because that was, if you didn't, you would get lost. It was, it was absolutely necessary that they knew the stars back in the day. 
So what does this represent? Well, one of the stars represents the son of Joseph, which is the one who would suffer as a man, that he's, he's coming, that he is the man, the son of man, right? But he's also the son of David. He's the king, the ruler. So he has a dual nature. He has two separate jobs. He, he suffers for us and he also rules for us. Yay. He is our, our friend and he's also our king. Isn't that amazing? So he's the ruler and the sufferer. And so if you notice that in, in this one, there's, um, there are the other deacons are the, the hair again, remember I was saying that the, um, that Orion was just crushing the hair. And if you know anything about the new world order and what Q has uh, helped us to see is that there, they are represented as a, uh, as a triangle and also as a rabbit, the white rabbit. You can check into that about, about North Korea and how this whole, their whole uh, operation over North Korea was the white rabbit. It's just a big mess, but yeah, they are being crushed. They can't run or hide away from him at all. So there's the, the, the lepus, which is the hare trodden underfoot. And then also there's two dogs. One is Canis Major. And interestingly enough, his name uh, the main star in that constellation is Sirius. And so um, it means swoop down, tread down the enemies, like a, like a hunting dog. Okay. Hunting out, hunting down the enemies. And then Nassar is one of the, one of the keys to uh, the brightest stars. And that stands, they're like, why is Jesus called the Nazarene? It's from that star, Nassar. He is, this is the prince, the prince who will come. Isn't that terrific? Okay, so this is the, uh, the one of the dogs that's called the Canis Major, which is the prince. Um, and there's another bright star called Adhara, which means glorious, which you don't, don't really think of a dog as glorious, but he's the glorious prince. These give us a great description of our coming king, confirming what Isaiah prophesied, and the government will rest on his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. And then the second little dog right here is Canis Minor, Exalted Redeemer. You know how, you know, in, in your world, if you've got a little dog, they are, they are a good friend. God, dogs, they just, they love you no matter what. And that's kind of like our Lord Jesus. You know, he just loves us no matter what. He knows our faults. He knows everything about us, but he loves us anyway. Isn't that terrific? All right. So the next one, we've got two more, you guys. We're almost there. Cancer. This is a terrible name for this constellation. I don't know why they got it that name. And, uh, and whether it's a crab or not, this the point about this constellation is that it is holds on to us. You know how a crab will grab hold of something and it's not turning loose, right? And that is what our Lord Jesus says. He holds us safe. And that's the whole point of this of this crab. So on the um, the deacons for this constellation, you've got the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper, and they're not bears and they're not dippers. And I'm going to show you a picture of what they what they really look like and what they really are is sheep pens. They're sheep pens, the major sheep pen and the minor sheep pen, as in our what our Lord Jesus told us that these two there will be two flocks but they will become one and have one shepherd. So the original flock and then the new 
the, the new Gentile flock, right? The original Jewish flock and the Gentile flock. So these are, so if you think of this, uh, you know, this is a flock where he's keeping the sheep safe, but then it, he said he would lead them out. They would come in and out and find pasture, right? We can't just stay in the flock all the time. Sometimes we have to go out and do different things. The other the other deacon there is this ship. It's called the Argo ship. So I think of that in two different ways. One is that we are safe in him, kind of like Noah's Ark. We are safe and that um, he, he will keep us safe wherever we go. The other thing is that all that has been stolen from us will be returned. Everything will be restored to us as the beast is restored, all of our possessions. And if you haven't seen some of my videos on that, all throughout Isaiah, just all the things that we have, have been stolen from us and the Gesara law, this is all going to be restored. And the ransomed of the Lord will return and come with joyful shouting to Zion with everlasting joy upon their heads. Uh, who's ready for that? I'm ready for that. Oh, it says that we will have peace and joy that no man can take away. How about that? They will find gladness and joy and sorrow and sign will flee away. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that. Sorrow and sighing will flee away, but the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear upon you. Lift up your eyes round about and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons will come from afar and your daughters will be carried in the arms. Then you will see and be radiant and your heart will thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea will be turned to you. The wealth of the nations will come to you. Isn't that amazing, you guys? All that has been stolen. Our kids, our... I know so many of you have commented about your grandchildren in some of these places. They've taken them away. And even here, our children, their, their hearts have been taken from us because they've been brainwashed. We've, we are ready to have our families restored, our health restored, our wealth restored, our peace and our unity restored. And that's what's going. What It's even happening already. It's just amazing. This is a great day of the Lord. All right. The last one is Leo. So we went all the way from the alpha all the way to to the Omega. So Omega is the lion of the tribe of Judah. This is our Lord Jesus. He is the king of the jungle. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah and he triumphs over his enemies. Look at this. He says he's going forth to like leaping like a flame with vengeance upon his enemies. He will tread underfoot the serpent. He will judge the earth and is the Lord who is coming. He comes shining forth in his exaltation, praise and glory to our King, the King of the world, the King of this jungle, right? So who are the deacons for Leo? Leo has these three. Number one, Hydra. Hydra is this giant, snake in the southern sky it is huge it it's it goes around one third of the Maseroth. unbelievable and then just above this is the crater and corvus crater is the cup of wrath poured out on him just as it says in the book of revelation that the cup of god's wrath will be poured out on the enemy and that's it those who have joined in league with satan and have taken him in and have done his will in this world they are going to be crushed they are going to be poured out on of his wrath then there's you've got corvus right here this bird you notice this bird right here is eating gnawing on the flesh of 
the of, of Hydra. Isn't that amazing? I'm going to show you a picture I got from the um, from uh, Stellarium. So this is right under Leo. You see Hydra and you see Crater, which is the, the wrath being poured out and Corvus eating on the flesh of these evil ones. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that something? Now, a lot of this information I got today is from a site called Isaiah 612.blogspot.com. Also, look on my YouTube channel, uh, right here on the channel, on the playlists under Biblical Astronomy. I have several videos there, Gospel in the Stars and D. James Kennedy, if you want to learn more. I just um, I wanted to at least give you this summary of this beautiful book that the Lord has put in the heavens for us. I'll read this last little thing. The Maserat tells the beautiful story of God's love for us that will not stop until we are safe and his world is paradise restored. From Alpha, which is Virgo, all the way to Omega, which is Leo, we see his handiwork. Day after day, the stars silently utter this speech throughout all the earth. Isn't that amazing? I'm so glad you joined with me for this, and I hope you really enjoyed it. And uh, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for what you've put there in the heavens for us as a sign for us. And oh Lord, I ask that you would give us the wisdom so we know how to read it and know what it means and know what it's saying. We thank you that uh, nothing can change your plan for this earth. You have a plan. You know the end from the beginning. You are the Alpha and the Omega and that all things will bow to you. Every knee will, will uh, bow and every tongue will confess that you, oh Lord Jesus, are the Lord and King of the world. You are our good shepherd. You are the king of this jungle, this uh, the lion of the tribe of Judah. You are our great champion. You're our hero. You are the bull coming to destroy the wicked. You are even that little prince, Sirius, the, the little dog that uh, is our best friend. Lord, all these ways that we get to see your glory and your uh, that, that even the heavens declare your glory. We want to declare your glory too. We pray that your glory will be known throughout the earth. Bless us so that we can bless others to know you, Lord, so they'll come out of the darkness and into your marvelous light. We thank you, Lord, that you are redeeming us from all the things that the enemy tried to do to destroy us. Thank you that that we don't have to be afraid of, of, of justice anymore uh, being meted out because you took the punishment for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We don't have to worry about death and the sting of death. We don't have to worry about the enemy coming to, to try to destroy our lives because you save us from all of his plots and schemes. We love you, Lord. We thank you. We pray all these things in your great name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. Love you. I will talk to you later. Have a great night.